Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petralis. And yeah, you see four screens here today. So, you know, we figured we end our Women in Sports Month with a bang. And uh, we have the Northeastern Figure Skating Club here, uh, coach and a couple of players. So as you know, it's been our Women in Sports Month and we've had a phenomenal month. This is our second college coach on here, which is huge for us having college coaches on here because that's just like next level stuff. So, you know, we're really excited about that. And someone who I actually went to high school with, went to Arlington Catholic, class of 01. So, you know, I got to shout out a little love there as well but um you know really excited to have them on today to really end this month that has been phenomenal uh view wise guest wise trailer wise feedback wise i mean again just like last year was our best month and and this year it's by far our best month so far so so we're really excited so without further ado i'm going to introduce everybody uh we have julie pondelli who's the head coach who's on my lower left screen i think that's probably what you guys are going to see and then we have two other uh skaters on the team there's elizabeth clem and we have julia Choi. so um you know very very excited about uh having them on here today uh so so ladies thank you so much for joining Thank you so much for having us. I'm definitely flattered to be here. So this is really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really cool for me. Uh, this is something that I, I was saying to you before, like figure skating to me is the coolest Olympic event there is by like far. And, you know, I actually really look forward to it because like the detail for era is so tiny and, and in other sports, like football is my sport. And I understand those details a little bit, but to see it like in another sport, it's just to me, that's, the margin of error of any sport, I think figure skating and gymnastics, they're probably hand in hand as like the smallest margin mm -hmm. of error. So uh, I'll be excited to pick you guys brains for sure. So coach, I'll just start off with you here. Um, obviously I, I said coaching at the college level is, is cool. And, and it, it but it's also a commitment. It's a lot of work. It's building a program and recruiting. And I mean, there's, yeah, we could go on the list. So maybe talk about how this job, you know, you, you kind of got into this job and obviously the job you have been doing because you guys have been doing some great stuff over the last five or six years. Yeah. So I've been coaching skating since I graduated high school. Um, so I'm entering my 22nd season of coaching. It's crazy. So I, I know, insane. <laughs> um, and I coach learn to skate classes in the area. So Medford, Stoneham, Reading. Um, and I go as far as like Haverhill and Afton too. Um, so I've been doing that. I heard that Northeastern had been looking for a coach. And it just seemed like a really amazing opportunity and something that I couldn't let like go by. So I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to give myself a shot at this. Um, so I emailed the team the next morning. I had a phone interview and they hired me on the spot, which was insane. Um, I can just remember walking out of there being like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, oh, you <laughs> like, know, <what? laughs> because maybe you thought going in there, you weren't sure. But then to come out as the coach, I mean, that job <laughs> starts immediately. Like, yeah, immediately. yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I think I was like there the next week um, and it was great. And when I started, so I started in 2016 and it was really a recreational club at that point. I think we maybe had 20 skaters on the team. Um, we maybe did one competition a year. There's usually three. And then, um, the top four of, out of those three competitions go to nationals. So we definitely weren't competitive. We were doing it just for fun at that point. Um, but that team for sure, like you could see that there was a spark that they definitely wanted more and to try to make it more competitive. So that's what we've been trying to do for the last six seasons. 
That's awesome. And, and, and doing that is it's not easy, you know, and I, that's a big reason why I kind of started this podcast and having the coaching experience myself. And, you know, when people were like, Oh, I mean, you got practice, aren't you working on this and working on that? And you're like, there's so much more to my job than I wish that was just my job, like right. to just be 100% focused on the field, but you just, just so many other things that can bounce you in different directions. And when you're running a program, you're the person who has to answer those questions. So it's about having, you know, good, good skaters on your team that uh, are disciplined and can motivate other girls and in, in leadership and obviously coaches, other assistant coaches as well. So, you know, girls, I have to tell you, you guys are my third and fourth Northeastern athletes I've had on here. I've had two coaches, uh, Gene Bain, who's like a Hall of Fame basketball player, pretty much everywhere he's played. Um, he's, he played at Northeastern and he's now the head coach at Brandeis. And we had Chelsea Goldberg on here uh, last year. She was a professional uh, women's hockey player. She played at Northeastern, heck of a player there. So I feel like Northeastern should be giving me a little bit of love, like throw me some swag or something. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we can do that. But, uh, <laughs> You know, obviously Northeastern's a five-year school co-op, and I kind of forgot about that, but talking to you girls before we started, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. So for you, obviously coach comes into place mathematically. I'm doing the math. I mean, you've been there pretty much since the beginning or close to it. So talk about the program and maybe how you you made the choice to come to Northeastern, but also what you've learned as like a student athlete there, having Julie as your guys' coach. Yeah. So Julia, do you want to start? You're, you're older than me. <laughs> seniority. We'll give it the seniority. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sure. I'll take it. So I actually, um, I just graduated on the 13th. So congratulations. Um, thank you. Less than a couple of weeks ago. And as Julie was saying, you know, the team is a completely different team from when I joined. So I transferred um, after my first semester um, from the University of Maryland. And so I came into the spring and again, it was very much like organized practices more, more so there wasn't too much of like a team aspect. I think I was the closest to Julie at the time. Um, so that was definitely one of um, the goals that we had when we were building this team was to really connect skaters with each other. So when I, what attracted to me um, or what attracted me to Northeastern was Boston and just being in a city. And, you know, I loved the area. I'm from suburban Maryland. So it was like wow. completely different. Um, and again, like loved the co-op program. That was like a good plug for my parents for um, <laughs> being at school for an extra year. Um, but it, it has really been great. I think Elizabeth can um, add to this, but competing as a collegiate skater is completely different than competing um, just growing up in uh, U.S. figure skating. And these two would know because they were the two people that pushed me to want to compete um, in collegiate sports in the first place because I was so, I was so over it. After I graduated, I was like, I'll never do this again. And I, um, they, the two of them were so great in pushing me and being so patient with me because it was it was really nerve wracking um, initially. And I did I did pee my pants like <laughs> I'm not even not even lying. Um, but you definitely form a different relationship with the sport for sure. Um, and the team has really I think been 
a great addition to all of the skaters um, relationship with the sport and the relationship with each other that you don't really get growing up. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, if you want to talk more and add to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to initially, like reason I chose Northeastern, like it really wasn't on my radar my senior year. Um, and in a large part of that was at the time because of skating, because I really was looking for one of those top tier skating schools. And there are like kind of three of them on the East Coast. And like they kind of, you know, one was more of a safety school, one was a match school, one was a reach school. So like the amount of times so I was like, why am I even applying to these other schools? And like, yeah. um, but you know, my parents encouraged me to apply to like other schools, like just do it, blah, blah, blah. And then like accepted students day, I kind of fell in love with Northeastern as a school. Um, I knew I really wanted to be in Boston. Um, and I love, but I also like wanted that campus. So I think that was a lot of it because um, yeah. Northeastern as a school kind of is the best you're going to get of that in a city yeah. school. Like we have a defined campus. Um, and I remember like we were driving home from Boston and I was like, okay, yeah, I want to go to Northeastern and I'm going to do as much as I can to like help build this team. And like, in a way I thought it was delusional. I thought it was yeah, um, yeah. like thinking that I could do too much, but it was just like what I needed to know, like to know that I was making the right decision. And then I came in my freshman year and I met Julie and I met Julia and all these other girls. And like the spark was there and so many people wanted to help build this team. And it has been so beyond rewarding. And like from a leadership standpoint, from like a, building a community, um, getting, helping people build friendships and like all this stuff. And really just like Julia said, like refining a love for the sport and a love for competing. And honestly, like it was, it's truly been like the most rewarding experience of my life. And just like, it has been my entire college experience and I like love it so much. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting to hear like your guys decision making because so many seniors in high school go through that and you know and I cover the high school world a lot more and coaching it you know those decisions are tough so I like listening to kind of both of you and how you went about that process it shows a lot of maturity I mean I would I would be terrified to move away from home, like, and, and take up a college sport and go to a five year school in Boston it's a pretty decent sized city like, and now we're we're um, Elizabeth where are you from. I'm from New Jersey. So okay, Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. So both of you guys are coming from a, a decent distance and you're there, you're there. It's not like you can commute comfortably home if you, if you needed to, or go home if you wanted to. So yeah, that shows a lot of maturity. So, you know, and we'll jump into, you know, we'll have a little fun with this. So one thing that I'm really excited about asking, and I kind of share this with you guys before, but we haven't, I haven't heard the answer. So I'm, I'm curious. So, and I'll start with you coach. I mean, talk about building, like what I find interesting is music selection and building a routine. And I know that's all dependent. So I'll ask coach this first, but girls, I'll also like maybe ask you to share your event and just maybe how you kind of go through your process a little bit of, of what you choose is like the music selection. Cause when I do this podcast, like I love when I put out reels and I'm in charge of the music, like, and people complimented. I'm like, yeah, that was me. That was my song. I picked it. Like, I'm so proud of it. So I can't imagine like skating with music on and, and, and loving that. So coach, starting with you, I mean, what's the process as far as that decision-making goes? Yeah. Um, so I guess I have a mix of skaters. Some skaters come, they have their programs choreographed, their coaches at home do all that stuff. 
Um, and some kids come in, they might not have ever skated before or been very, very recreational. So they haven't competed before. Mm -hmm. So on that end, then I'm the one trying to like, you know, make music costume, make sure that they're ready to compete and they know what that's all about. Um, as far as music goes, I think the most important thing you want to match, like their skating, um, and you want to match their personality. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear so, that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's definitely a process. I was away over the weekend and me and another coaching friend, literally that's what we did on the drive home, like two hours. And we were just listening to music, you know, thinking about our skaters and who would skate really well to this. And, um, but you totally hit it. Music is everything. You want something that they're going to be inspired to skate to. You want something that they love, especially if they're at a high level and their program is four minutes long and you need to train that multiple times a week. You can't have something that you're going to get sick of in two weeks because building a program is at least like I would say like a month long process, you know, choreographing, making sure all the elements are there, making sure that they can like fully get through it and, you know, match the choreography to the music. So all right, girls. And I'll let you add to that. I mean, I love that it fits your personality. Like if, if I was a figure skater, I'd be like nineties hip hop music from like 1995 <laughs> to like 2002. Like that would be like where I was looking to like build my routine. So I'm just curious about how you guys, when the coach says fits your personality, I mean, is that how you girls look at it in the sense of what type of music you might listen to and figure out what makes sense as far as maybe, you know, speed, everything else that goes with it? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely like through the years have figured out like what I like to skate to, what works well, what has like typically like done well for me. And I don't, you know, we're typically picking music in the January or like the summer now that it's the college season. And like, I have definitely noticed that my programs have very much been related to what I was feeling during that period of my life, like, was I in a good place? Gotcha. Then I'm probably doing a happy program. If I was in maybe not as good of a place, just like, you know, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're going to come up from this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, but like, I really like, like skating. You didn't used to be able to skate to words. It had to be instrumental. And I love that we can skate to music with words oh, yeah. now. Like, I feel like it makes it, so much more interesting for the audience but also for the skater and just like being able to, to really interpret that story in a in a much more literal way yeah. I guess. yeah so so and that's really cool because i'm sure you're probably singing along with it a little bit too where it can maybe help you and know where you're at certain points what you're going to be doing and when you're going to be doing it and so on so i mean for julia for you i guess i'll ask you the same question um when are you starting to think about that is it like off season how long and just kind of what you go about doing it. So Elizabeth and I have talked about this um, a lot, actually, on our car rides to the rink, but we had completely different experiences. So Elizabeth had a lot of creative control with um, her music, but I never picked my music ever until I went to school. And um, I definitely trusted my coaches and trusted that, you know, they saw me skating to whatever programs that they did, but there were very few programs that I had skated to where I was, I really enjoyed the music. They were always like kind of quirky or they were a little, I don't know, not my first choice by any means. Um, So when I came to Northeastern, 
I really like took the reins and started, um, I guess, taking advantage of the fact that I was able to choose my own music. And so I would be thinking about it way ahead of the ball game. And again, these two, again, would help me with my music choices too. I sent them lots of different, um, I guess, like mixtapes. Me and GarageBand got very acquainted over the past couple of years. And um, Julie really helped me with choreographing as well. Um, I would see the program, know, I guess, where I wanted very specific things. And then she would help me fill all the gaps. So it was great. I really, I really enjoyed being able to have that experience as well um, because it definitely makes the program more personable. And especially like in this last year when I was graduating, I was able to choose something that I thought kind of pulled on the heartstrings, but also was just something that I adored and really enjoyed skating to. So that was like a really great way to finish off my um, competitive career, if you will. Yeah, no, I, th I think it's cool. I just like kind of hearing that. And obviously there's a deeper meaning that goes along with it too. So obviously, you know, you're listening to, like you said, it could be the mood that you're currently in, or it could just be who you are a little bit, um, you know, as a person and, and what you can tweak to, to kind of make that yours. Uh, I think it's cool. I, I love everyone's answers actually. So that, that was perfect. And everything I hope for actually, uh, because I, I, like I said, music to me is big on this podcast. I really am about choosing the right music a lot because there's something to be said about a song that you maybe haven't heard in a while or the song that's trendy and people will listen to your stuff a little bit more just because you have that instrumental or you have that, you know, song in the background that just, you know, it yeah. makes it cool. Um, so coach, I'll kind of, I'll kind of jump this question to you here a little bit, uh, just like more like one-on-one -on -one here. I mean, talk about as far as like getting better as a coach, like when a season ends, how much time you may be taking off because this isn't like your full-time gig. Like you are working a full-time job on top of working a full-time job. And I know exactly what that's like, um, yeah. but it's, it's a lot of work and it's a big commitment to your life. So how much time do you take away from doing this a little bit before you are really gung ho, or is it just, you can't take any time away from it? I mean, I try to prepare as much as I can. We kind of don't know really what we're getting for the next season until we're in it. Um, you know, the skaters will apply to be part of the club and whether or not they want to be competitive or not. Um, but as far as like my skaters from last season, like I know their programs, I know what level I really want them to be in for the next season. I mean, I have like Excel upon Excel spreadsheets on <laughs> just their program, like the content, because that's really difficult too. If, you know, I might have 30 skaters competing and 30 different programs. And especially if I didn't make it up, it's really hard to like, now I have to learn that program too. Yeah. So I definitely keep track of everything. Um, you know, the e-board was great on keeping track of points. So we can kind of go back and like look at the stats and look at where everybody placed and kind of use last year's for like the next season. Um, yeah. But it is, yeah. And we were club sport, so our ice time, sometimes we get like the golden 7 p.m. session, but- I was going to ask time, you that. So go right? for it, go for it. <laughs> um, a lot of times it's 6 a.m., um, and then we might be on the ice until midnight the night before. So I'm going home, sleeping for a couple hours, getting back up and back to the rink on top of, you know, working too. I'm a registered dietitian and 
my other coach, so coach Elizabeth, she is a high school teacher and she teaches spin classes. So we're like insanely busy, but I love it. And we both, you know, have talked about how much we appreciate this team. And this is like, you know, there's nowhere we'd rather be than with these athletes and these skaters because they appreciate everything and the amount of gratitude they have for us. Like we totally feel it. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I was going to ask you that because I know obviously Northeastern, both, you know, men's and women's are, you know, top 25 teams in the country, top, sometimes both top 10 teams in the country and, you know, Northeastern a couple the last couple of years has been it kind of been a force. So, yeah. um, I guess my question to you is, and you mentioned the dietitian stuff, so I, I'll ask kind of all of you this, but obviously, you know, a lot of people look at figure skating as an ice sport, but obviously it's balance and body transitioning and strength uh, everywhere. I mean, talk a little bit about, and I'll ask you this in two parts, I guess for you girls, the off season conditioning, as far as what you do to kind of keep in shape and get stronger. And coach, I'll ask you the whole diet aspect. Like you're obviously their coach um, from the standpoint of teaching them, but also making sure that they're, you know, getting everything that they need in their body nutrition wise to stay healthy and stay as competitive as possible. So girls, I'll start with you just talking a little bit about how you guys kind of keep yourselves in ice skating shape year round. Yeah, I think, First, like, while we might not have, like, a competition season, there's never really an off-season. Like, there's never a prolonged period of time where we're not on the ice. Um, Maximum, like, a week or two at the end of the season just to, like, kind of decompress. But then it's right back on the ice and then maybe more focusing on elements as opposed to running programs and really making sure you're making your elements as strong as possible or focusing on getting that new element that you really want to put in the program that new jump but like the the time off the ice doesn't really happen um but in the gym I think just like um like for me, I love working on core stability and core work and legs. Um, I know upper body sometimes takes backseat with the rest of my right. schedule and like academics, co-ops, skating, etc. I'm more focused on like my lower body, my core, and like then when it comes to competition season, really the cardio and making sure I can get through my programs confidently. Very cool. I'll ask you the same question, Julia. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I had a similar experience. There definitely wasn't really an off-season growing up. If anything, the summertime was really when you, like, buckled down and took advantage of the time that you had off of school. It would be, like, summer camp, pretty much, where um, the skaters at my club, we would just be at the rink all day together. Like, we would have off-ice, like, we would eat lunch together do like training and like sandwich sessions in between all of those. Um, But in terms of now, uh, I like to joke that I'm a seasonal skater now because I, um, throughout my college career, I've done um, professional skating shows over the summers. So on the off season of school. And so in the spring leading up to the summer, that's kind of where my training definitely intensifies in terms of cardio um, because that's super important. I think for me personally, my biggest, I guess, weakness with um, training programs or training for the shows has been cardio because I mean, like if you fall down and getting up, like that's really tiring. 
if you're like spinning, you get super dizzy and like everything is so disorienting and your body is like contorting into a bunch of different positions. I think people really underestimate the intensity of like a three minute program. It really just like, it is a sprint. Um, so that's what I, I personally work on the most when it comes to skating as well as legs, because again, that last that last minute on your legs is just absolutely killer yeah. for sure. So would you agree like length and core strength to probably for figure skaters is, is everything it's like King when it comes to everything. Okay. It makes sense. I mean, hockey was kind of really like that too. I just didn't know how different the training might be, but then it makes sense. You guys are year round really. So the training is just skating um, coach, as far as like, um, just like proper nutrition and things like that go. I mean, how are you working with these girls in season, off season, and maybe when you just don't always have the ability to have an eyes and ears on them, uh, you know, during those times? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm definitely pretty close to the girls, especially like, you know, once they get there to their fourth or fifth year, I've yeah. known them for a really long time. So I think I've had kids, you know, ask me to do one-on-one -on -one nutrition. So I think that that's a great resource that I'm able to do that. Yeah. Um, we've done like nutrition seminars too, um, like through zoom with the team. So I'm, you know, so happy that I can provide that kind of service on top of just coaching. And I really, so I went back to school a couple of years ago to become a dietitian, just because really skating, I wanted to be able to offer that to my skaters and just like an overall healthy lifestyle. Um, because there's really not a ton of resources for nutrition and skating, which is crazy to me because it's so needed. Right. And, you know, coaches might refer to like PT or like athletic trainers and all this other stuff, but no one was really referring anyone to nutrition. So um, I really think that that's key, especially in competing, because that might set you apart. You know, if you've really been paying attention, making sure you're eating healthy, making sure you're fueling your body, which is really like the point that I try to drive home, making sure that your body's getting enough fuel because like these girls are saying, they're trying to get through four minute programs. If you have nothing in your tank, like by that last minute, you're not going to be able to, you know, land your jumps or even have the stamina to get through. Yeah. So just making sure that like, you know, carbs and protein before and after your training and competing, I think that makes all the difference. So and it's important you said that, like, I mean, I teach fifth grade and the, mm -hmm. the things these kids bring in for snacks and eat yeah. and like, I'm like, <laughs> what are you putting into your body? You know, but I also understand it's like really cheap and inexpensive and it yeah. tastes good, you know? Yeah. So it's right. like, it's, it's the other aspect of it too. Um, so, you know, this is our women in sports month. And, and like I said, at the top, like, this is our favorite month that we do every year because we have, we get such like a, a really cool audience and a loyal audience when, when a guest comes on. Um, so to us, it's, it's always great to get ourselves out there a little bit more, but also the show, um, you know, some of the great female coaches and, and athletes that are out there. So I just, girls, I want to read off your accomplishments here a little bit. And like, I don't know what some of this means, like the initials and stuff. So bear with me if I sound like kind of goofy and you can correct me <laughs> after. Um, but Elizabeth, just starting with you, U.S. Coll uh, Collegiate Ambassador, the USFS Gold Medalist uh, in 2022, 2023 Figure Skating Club President. Um, and it'll be your fifth year. Um, Julia, 
professional show skater, you're looking to contract with Disney on ice or a holiday on ice. That's really cool. Uh, USFS double gold medalist uh, in 2021, 2022 figure skating president. And you were a graduate this year of Northeastern. So, I mean, you got your girls are powerful. I mean, young, young athletes that listen out here. And we have a lot of young athletes that do a lot of high school athletes. We cover a lot. We covered more, uh, you know, female teams this year at the high school level than we did male. So um, just what is your message to young figure skaters out there? You guys are talking about how hard you've been working. There's really been no off season for you. I mean, what's your message to young people out there um, that I would kind of want to push towards their goals and reach the things that they want to reach and, how it goes for you? Um, I would say that my biggest advice would be to find your why. Um, because at the end of the day, like you are really, you would be doing yourself a disservice if you were doing something that you were just doing just because your friends were in it or just because, you know, you feel pressured to stick with something you know, don't be afraid to step out of the box, do a crazy skating show, try out pairs, do wacky, you know, out of the box things, because at the end of the day, you know, you can at least sit back and think of all the great things that you were able to try. I think one thing for me was definitely towards the tail end of high school. I was definitely burnt out with skating. Um, competing was really mentally difficult. And I think I did it longer than I probably should have because it was not my, not my favorite. It was definitely really anxiety inducing. And I didn't even realize until I got to college. Um, but being able to find also a community of people um, to support you is absolutely huge. I really don't know if I would have found um, such a strong love for the sport again if it weren't for the girls on the team and our coaches hence why I'm suddenly applying to shows post-grad um, I would have never imagined that I would do that but definitely for me it was you know I loved doing the club shows growing up I loved doing the shows that I've been doing over the summers and I love being able to connect with audiences and young skaters and um I guess really show them the love for the sport and being able to perform for them. Um, but definitely just finding your why and finding people that uplift you um, and like sticking up for yourself as well. Now I got to ask, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I was just talk Disney on ice for a second. If there was one character you could be on Disney on ice, who would it be? Who would it be? I'm just curious. Um, a piece of kelp, honestly, in the Little Mermaid. Like, I love it. <laughs> That's I so funny. I mean, I would, I would do anything, honestly. Um, of course, it would be silly of me not to mention like a Disney princess, because obviously that would be great. But really, if I was a piece of kelp, I would be the happiest girl in the world. Sure. I love it. It, it princess never dies. I'll tell you when my wife and I went to Disney, it was the first time she ever went to Disney and we, we were in Daytona. So we had like one day to go and she's like, where should we go? I was like, do you want, you know, Disney or do you want like the park with the coolest rides? And she's like, I want Disney. And I'm like, okay, we're going to the magic kingdom. So we go and like these little girls come out and they're like all princesses. She's like, can we do that? And I looked at, her, I was like, no, it was for like 12 years and under, you know, but like, it's just that princess and queen that I think it's just, 
I was so interested and I'm glad you said princesses because I was kind of hoping you were going to say that because I just <laughs> feel like no matter what and how old you get, like that princess and queen, that Cinderella, that Snow White, like everyone wants to be that. Everybody wants to have that. So I just was curious. That's all. <laughs> and I that. Julian like, would make a beautiful princess. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, it's interesting, like now it's different from even when I was growing up, but just also having like representation, like for young Asian skaters, being able to, you know, connect with them as well. Um, I don't know. And having, I remember I was watching Disney on ice when I was really young. And so seeing like Mulan um, and Jasmine and just like women of color also performing was also something that was really impactful to me. So that would be definitely a privilege as well. But again, a kelp, a napkin, anything. A candlestick. <laughs> yes, a candlestick. I would really, I would have a blast with whatever, whatever, whatever bring or whatever comes to me. I'll yeah. reinvent my Beauty and the Beast program, and you'll just be the candlestick now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the Beast or the Rose. You know, oh, the Rose. See, I mean, this could be a podcast in itself, truthfully. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, I'll ask you the same question. I mean, just again, like what would be your advice out there to, to young athletes that are kind of grinding right now, like you guys did and how to keep pursuing it? Yeah, I, one, I agree with everything Julia said. And like my Instagram bio for years has been find your passion. Like, yeah. and I think that's so important and I never lose sight on the fact that I am so lucky that I found my passion when I was like four years old like that's insane but um I think it's really important to find what you love and to pursue it 100% and like you know you might be the only kid that's spending like at your school that's spending all their time at the bank you might like not be interested in other things and it might make you like a little different but if that's what's making you happy and that's what you enjoy, you should 100% do it and you will find your people and you will like be able to make a career of it. I mean, and I think that's so important. And I'm just so lucky that I found a Northeastern skating community and that I've been able to, you know, along with a great group of people make such an impact on it. And um, now like, as a U.S. Collegiate Ambassador for figure skating, U.S. Figure Skating Collegiate Ambassador, it's really a program where I'm able to share my love of skating with the entire country. And it's so cool because I'm working with like 20 other collegiate skaters from across the country. So now I'm getting to talk to other people yeah. that are going to school on the West Coast or going to school in like Colorado and the Midwest and also a few in Boston. And it's really, really cool. And I think that would be my first piece of advice. And my second would be to always make sure you're enjoying it and really remember that the journey matters a lot more than the destination. Like, and I don't think I personally learned that until really I got to college and I looked back on like my skating career thus far. And I was like, I remember those days at the rink a lot more than I remember one particular competition. Like those kind of all blend together through the years, but I'll remember my time with my friends, my time with my coaches that and the like feelings that it brought me and all that. 
Yeah. And I, I love that quote. I love that quote a lot. Um, you know, and that, and that's it. Like the other day we were covering uh, Mefford uh, girls lacrosse. It was like a game for mental health awareness. And one of the guys I knew that like a father that was there, he had come up to me and he's like, Oh, do you know, do you miss coach? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I totally do. And he's like, what do you miss the most? And I was like, honestly, like the practice, the preparation, like the putting a game plan together and yeah, like it's fun. And like hearing you say that, like you remember those days in the, like in the locker room or those days when it's freezing out and you got ice time at like six o'clock in the morning or so like that stuff always sticks out to you because where you see where you're at now, you, those are the things you remember you did to get there. So yeah, they always stand out. Like I, I there's games, I forget, but there's not practices. I forget. Like I, I really don't, you know, and that's as a player and that was, that's as a coach, like, I remember when we were dogging it. I remember when we were good. I remember the weather. Like I remember it all, you know, and Julie, you know, like that field of rain hit it for like 20 minutes. It was yeah. out of commission for two days, you know? Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, like you just, you practicing in parking lots and everything else. So it's, it's, you know, you remember those things. Those are the things that stand out the most. And like, you know, you two girls, you're just, you're very polished. You're very mature. Like you obviously have your, your head in the, you know, your head going in the right direction. And some of that has to do with you coach, whether you want to admit that or not, I'll say it. You know, I think when young people come to college and they make a choice, especially these girls and traveling distance and leaving their home state to come here um, and dealing with sometimes crazy Boston, right? It's nice to have a, a, a role model or a coach or somebody to look up to. And I'm sure they look at you more than just a coach. So, I mean, talk about for coaches out there, I'll just phrase this question a little differently for you, for coaches out there that, you know, just do what they love. I mean, you were figure skating coach for since you graduated high school. I mean, you've been coaching skating longer than you like think about high school you're like it's right. crazy you're older yeah. you you coach as much as how old you were in high school so right. uh talk about not to make you feel old I'm the same <laughs> age so <laughs> but like but you know um just talk about like having that influence and what would be your advice to coaches out there yeah well even um you know as soon as I graduated high school I knew that I was going to coach um I think even when I was skating I can't imagine my life without skating without the rink it that's just who I am and it's who I've always been so I don't think I would have done as well if I you know just fully stopped skating and did a 9 to 5 job um I mean I absolutely love the whole atmosphere of skating so to be able to do what I love every day is amazing. I mean, it really doesn't feel like work. You know, I have my job that I do and that's work. And then I go and I'm really like hanging out and these skaters, they eventually become your friends. And yeah. we have like such a great relationship and I'm sure it'll continue long after they graduate. And to be that kind of role model for these girls or, you know, somebody that they can just talk to when their parents aren't around. I think that's just like an amazing opportunity to have. And it's definitely not lost on me. Like I fully am, you know, aware of what I can be to these girls. And I try to live up to that and have a pretty high standard for that. Um, but yeah, I feel like skating, you know, it's just like in your blood and in your soul. And it just is what it is. You just, you know, give it 110%, yeah. you know, whether it, it was. It molds you. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, what's so amazing. It's like the things that you learn in sport, right? I mean, yeah. time management, discipline, mm -hmm. 
you know, from a nutritional standpoint, like taking care of yourself, yeah. uh, you know, and then balancing academic and co-oping now for, you know, you girls and it's, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot. And those are skills that you need to obtain in life when you have a job and like you coach, like you're literally juggling, like everything, you know, everything. And you have a full-time job on top of a full-time job. And then on top of that, you're like, you're making sure that these girls are okay from far beyond the ice and having friendships. And so th there's a lot that you all do to, to be who you are and those skills take you far in life. So uh, I'm very impressed. I'm like really happy I had you guys on here today. But before we go, there's one segment coach I didn't tell you about. It's called a two minute drill. And it's a rapid fire, like one or two word answers. I'm not going to ask anything crazy. It all <laughs> pertains to your sport. Um, but just to hear your advice, to hear what you have to say. And I do get a challenge flag at some point. If I want to hear why more, okay. then I can throw it out there. Okay. But it's nothing bad. I, I swear to you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't set you up like that. We don't right? have flags in skating. <laughs> So whatever it is, what, what's like a negative thing you get when you skate? A negative thing? Well, you just lose points, right? Is that kind yeah. of really what it is? Okay. I didn't yeah. know if there was like a term for like a penalty or something, a foul or anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So we'll start the timer and here we go. So I'll ask all three of this. I'll start with coach and then we'll just go Julia and then Elizabeth. We'll just go in that order. Okay. Song that still gets you pumped up before like a big match or you guys might be on your way there and you're listening to on your headphones or is it your routine? Like, are you listening to your actual song that you're going to be skating to? For me, anything Madonna. Okay. I love it. I, I never get the same answer. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's such a good answer. Um, <laughs> changes. Normally I listen to the workouts, workout playlist on Spotify and it just, it just shuffles, whatever, whatever hey. gets me. Gets me I, going. So you have, you have a list. It doesn't matter the order or what's on them. That's fair enough. Fair enough. It's an awful answer, but I actually don't listen to music before competition gets me out of the zone. Okay. So you're more kind of like mental preparation, need yeah. to kind of do your thing. <laughs> That's great. Okay. No problem. All right. I'll ask you coach one word to describe your coaching style. Mm, encouraging perfect. girls. What would you say? She's perfect. <laughs> okay. <Wow. laughs> um, motivating a synonym of encouraging okay very cool so all right good vibes all around and i only asked that question because like when i asked coaches that question like what would you players say like i had one guy who was like intense and he's like what would you players say he's like a psychopath and i just like <laughs> lost it because i know like when someone right? says intense i'm like okay i know what that that's means. what that really like, means <laughs> that's a nice way of saying you're crazy on the sideline um Thanks for not calling me crazy guys <laughs> All right. Uh, what's, what's one school that is like your biggest rival? Like when you go against them, you just want to beat them. BU has been the top for you many, many years. <laughs> so I think they're a little untouchable. So maybe like, I feel like university of Connecticut, we could take over. Okay. Answer. Should we, should we say ones too? Yeah. Um... Sure. Sure. Maybe Dartmouth is also awesome. Yeah. Really great school. But um, I think Sacred Heart. Yeah. yeah. There's always that one school. Like me was Austin Prep. Like I not many of my teams didn't like them, but I was like every time we play them, I was like, even as a coach, like 
I want to beat them. Like it was just yeah. something about it, you know, but in a respectful way, but yeah, like exactly. when you yeah. want to beat the best sometimes, and sometimes they were the best. So, you know, yeah. to be the best, you got to beat them. So um, you, it's definitely the top, but yes, yeah. not the goal right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is fair enough. What's one sporting event, maybe outside of figure skating that you typically will attend like a big game or a big sport. Are there any other sports that you guys pay attention to or maybe go to games to at Northeastern? I would say probably hockey games. Um, kind of before I even started coaching at Northeastern, my dad had taken me to um, a hockey game at Matthews. Mm-hmm. And um, that was kind of really cool to see. And he's uh, since passed away, but he had gone to Northeastern too. So even that um, being able to coach at a school has been like so special and like on a deep personal level. So I would definitely say hockey would be my second choice. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't really go to a lot of Northeastern sporting events, but I guess Boston events, I do love a Celtics game. We got one on right now. <laughs> 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 Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth, go ahead. Go ahead. At Northeastern hockey in Boston, Red Sox. Okay, there we go. So probably being around the hockey rink is like you probably see the players in passing so much. Um, very cool. All right, and uh, that's it. That wraps up the two minute drill there. So you guys have survived it, uh, <laughs> and, and I want to thank you guys for coming on. It, it, honestly, this was really fun, and I think this was the perfect way to really close out this month. And um, you know, you girls are, are very mature, you you two, and I be very interested to see where you guys go in life because, and especially if I would, I would buy a ticket with my daughter to a Disney show. If you were here, I mark my words. Like if that happens <laughs> and you're at the garden or BU or somewhere, I will bring my daughter there and my son too. Cause he loves Mickey Mouse and Disney and everything I'll, I will bring them there. And we will root you on. I'm being dead serious about that. I will let you know. I'm supposed to hear back very soon. So okay. I will keep you posted. Okay. And, and Julie, thank you for like agreeing to come on here. I think this is obviously what you've done with this program, where you're taking it and where I can see it going. Uh, it's only up. So um, I appreciate you coming on here and, and the, the great job that you do. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, from Beyond Podcast, I'm your host, Anthony Petrellis. Till next time.